Welcome once again to the Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast. It's Justin Devonshire here. And today we're going to talk about company finances and how to get better management of them. So this is a topic that a lot of fit pros definitely struggle with, but by the uh, end of this today's podcast, you're going to come away with some very clear, simple strategies to get a whole new look at your financial management. And you're going to see that it's not scary. Uh, It's actually very empowering. And you're going to have a whole new lease of life on your business. When you finally uh, crack the finances, you're going to be a lot more clear, focused, and you'll be able to read the company numbers and always know what to be focusing on next. So before we get into that, as always, I would really appreciate a, a, a comment, a review, a share, anything you think can help more people that need this podcast to hear it. There is um, no financial investment for this. I don't sell any spots for advertising or anything like that. I just want to purely give you a great experience and loads of content. So if uh, at all you get value out of this, all I ask for is you can share it on. Leave me a review on Google or iTunes and that will help me get this for more people too. And then I'll be able hopefully to keep it free, keep it ad free and uh, keep giving you the best content I possibly can. Okay, finances, right. So this is something I struggled with for a long, long time in business and it only became more apparent why that is as, as I got more experienced and older in business. So look, we're, we're entrepreneurs, right? We are creative, we have ideas, we wanna help people, we want to get moving with things. We're very forward focused. We like to look at the bigger picture. and We like to see things that give us instant gratification and joy. And that's why I think so many of us ignore or neglect company finances. (laughs) And, you know, it, I always call, I call company finances, they're like the vegetables of a fitness business where we all know we're supposed to do them. Um, But we all just don't. We put it off. We procrastinate. We avoid looking at the numbers. And what's worse, if we if we sense we have poor numbers, then or or low financial health in the company, we automatically revert into um, trying to outwork it. We just put our nose to the grindstone, hustle and grind harder, and we attempt to grow our top line revenue. And that's where a lot of the hustle and grind behavior comes from, actually. It's pretty much we work too hard when we don't know what we actually need to achieve or what to do. So I want you to think of company finances as very much like you work with your own clients. And think about the fact that don't you encourage your clients to track their nutrition and track their workouts? Why do you get them to do that? What's the importance to your clients of tracking what they do? It's because, as you know, if you don't, what doesn't get uh, measured doesn't get managed. And if a client comes to you and they say something like, I feel like I'm getting fat. I don't feel like I'm getting stronger. I don't think I'm changing. Whenever they use words like think or feel, you as a trainer should automatically get a, come up with a very like a red flag, uh, because the first thing I'll ask clients is, 
let's look at the data. Let's look if that's actually true. Because if you react to your clients based on the thoughts and emotional whims that they tell you, you're not gonna serve that client properly. Because a lot of the time, they don't know what, what is really happening. They don't really know if they've lost weight or gained muscle or whatever it might be or got stronger unless they're tracking. Otherwise, they're just guessing. And like I said, if you're not assessing, you're guessing. So it goes very similarly for business. And a lot of fit pros I deal with, again, fall into this trap where they come to me and say, Justin, I think we need to make more money. Uh, I don't think we can afford this. Uh, and it's just, it's just, I think and I feel. And I think and I feel have no place when it comes to the financial health of your business, right? Because they're unreliable. They're biased, right? If you act only, there's a place definitely for following intuition in business. But if you only act on that, you're going to be reckless and impulsive. The best companies and the best managed companies that stay successful and sustainable and profitable Sure, they have intentions, they have uh, inspirations, you have crazy ideas, you have things you feel you want to do, but the best companies then will take that idea and that inspiration and they will measure it against what the numbers tell them. So if a client comes to you and says, I, I feel I should be lifting heavier weights. Okay, maybe that's true, but let's look at the data. And if it turns out that maybe she is progressing in strength, and that's fine, and she could maybe do with a, a 5% increase in weights, that's fine, but not, but not the 15% increase that she wants to get because she's not the expert, is she? You need to look at the numbers and be able to read the numbers for your clients and help them to read the numbers so they can make educated, sensible decisions about running their business, uh, running for transforming their body and what to do next. And you need to do the same when it comes to running your business. So if, you get, you know, if, you, if you're coming up with questions all the time, like how much should I invest? Uh, how much should I pay a trainer? Or can I afford to pay for Facebook ads? Or how, much, how many clients should I be getting this week? Or what should my retention rate be? All of these answers are included in your financial tracking. If you're tracking the right numbers, which I'll share with you in a minute what they are, then all these questions become obvious. I can take a glance at your numbers, if, you, if you've tracked them, I can take a glance at your numbers and tell you exactly what needs to happen. I'll tell you exactly what you can afford to pay a trainer. I'll tell you exactly how much money that trainer has to make back for the company. I'll tell you exactly what your retention rate needs to be. I'll tell you exactly how much you need to spend in advertising. I'll tell you exactly how many sales you need to make. I'll tell you exactly what your total operating costs should be. I'll tell you exactly how much you should be allocating aside for tax distribution or tax contributions. Your finances tell you everything. When you learn not just to track the numbers, tracking them is part one, but reading them is part two. And that's what's going to make you a business genius. It's not just tracking numbers, but reading what they mean. For example, with your clients, you can do this. If you track your clients' uh, strength improvements or weight loss, weight loss stats, um, you can track them. That'll just say they've lost one pound, lost two pounds, lost four pounds. Great. But you as an expert, you can read those numbers and translate them into action steps. 
your client just sees numbers or a chart going up and down. But you can read that and say, ah, look at the trend, look what's happening. Based on what I see, the patterns here, we need to do X, Y, Z. Okay, we need to back off on something, we need to do more of something else, we need to keep things the same, or we need to overhaul everything completely. And when you learn to do that with the numbers in your business, you're gonna feel so much more confidence, so much more clarity, you're gonna stop hustling and grinding so hard, and you're just gonna have more control over the business and less headaches and less stress because you know exactly what needs to happen and it can be all be measured objectively. Now, let's get into this. Now, I can't give you a whole financial tutorial breakdown because that would take a lot longer. And uh, those of you inside uh, our mentorship program, you have full access to our entire financial management system training where we break down everything. We give you all our tracking tools and templates and uh, we give you our key performance indicators so you know you can measure where you are versus where you need to be for your your specific business. That's all inside our, our, our mentorship for clients. But if you're not inside the mentorship, then I just want to give you guys a bit of an overview to get you started on this and you can continue learning as you go along. Now, here's the simplest way to look at this. You want to, you, you have um, money coming in, money going out. This is the first step is, um, and by the way, you need to do a financial analysis. You need to look at what is actually happening before we can actually set targets because it's all fine to set targets, but it depends where you're starting from, you know? Um, so we need to look first of all at the overall financial picture. Uh, and those in the program, again, you guys, you've been through our initial financial assessment and it's quite easy to do. And it gives you the moment of truth. It gives you the reality of the numbers, which is hard. It's hard for most people to finally face the numbers. It's like getting that bad diagnosis from a doctor, but then it give, also gives you a sense of relief because now we can actually take control of the situation and we can start solving it immediately rather than just hoping it works out okay, which it never, ever will. If you hide and ignore the numbers, they will catch up to you. And the longer you suppress the numbers and ignore them and don't look at a financial picture and you only operate on instinct, I'm telling you, I promise you, I guarantee you, it will catch up to you and it will not be pretty. But the sooner you get to grips and you face the facts and you start taking responsibility like a real business owner who has responsibilities to the people you employ and the people you serve, the faster you'll be able to turn things around. And I promise you, it won't be as painful as you think. So let's start with the financial picture. I want you to go to your bank accounts or your cash envelopes or however it is you collect money. And you need to, first of all, um, have a look at your total sales income or net sales or total revenue, all the money that comes in for the things you sell, right? And you want to kind of, you know, make sure you know how much that is uh, on average month on month. Now, if you've not tracked your finances for a while, then the first step, just take it easy, just to take little baby steps. I would like you to go back, just look at the last three months of business. So just go back into your accounts, whether you use PayPal or online banking or Stripe or whatever it might be, and just get a report from them for total sales revenue or total income for 
the last of the each each of the last three months the three months that are completed so whenever you're listening to this if you're halfway through a month right now listening to this then only do it up until the last completed month so your last three completed months and have a look at what those individual sales revenues are for for month one month two and month three and then come up with a three-month average which will be adding up those three numbers and dividing that number by three that gives you an average over the last three months that's step number one okay you can pause this go and do that it'll take you literally three and a half minutes if you log in online and go and do that with your accounts right now take you three minutes pause this and come back when you're done okay next Uh, the next step then is we're gonna look at your outgoings and I want you to start dividing these up right I want you to uh, look at the different cost centers your business has so we're gonna look at um, a few main areas okay so I want you to look at um, first of all payroll okay so on a piece of paper or whatever it might be uh, write down the word payroll and I want you to take um, add up now all the expenses all the money you've paid out in payroll over the, again over the last three months and then a, a three-month average now payroll is anything you pay employees or you pay contractors or you pay whatever it might be um, including your own salary so if you're withdrawing money from the business each month that's not and that's probably that's probably going to be your own payroll if you're unsure if you're taking money from payroll or if you're taking money from profit distributions um, you know it's more than likely gonna be from payroll right so because if you're doing work in the business you should be getting paid out of payroll because you're technically an employee in the business if you are someone that just kind of owns the company and everyone works for you you don't do any coaching you don't do any sales you're just like a shareholder and you get a pay you should probably get a payout or a profit dividend every 90 days so but you're gonna know if you're taking profits out you'll you'll probably be aware of that if you're not sure then it's 99% likely you're taking just a uh, a pay a paycheck basically you're on salary you're on payroll so the payroll amount will include anything you take out for yourself the company pays and for all your team members now if you also have personal expenses coming out of the company like if your sky sports bill comes out if your netflix bill comes out uh, then of course that's really included in your payroll because your business shouldn't be paying for that um that should really be lumped together with you're taking that as your own payroll and then you'd be paying it out of your payroll after so you really want to be looking at instead instead of doing those individual things don't let your business pay out your personal expenses but include those costs into what your monthly payroll needs to be in order to, to fund yourself and then take out you know one or two chunks of money a month instead as so if you are looking to take a thousand pounds a month either take a grand at the end of the month or you take two installments of 500 two weeks apart no more frequent uh, payouts to yourself than that right because it gets very hard to track and you will if you withdraw more often you'll spend more often so there's that first of all um so payroll includes yourself and everybody else that's your first kind of cost center the next cost center is going to be for tax tax contributions now 
What you want to be doing, and this is going to be an amazing tip that saves you a lot of heartache later on, is you want to be putting aside money for tax every month. Because when you get taxed then, you know, quarterly or annually, you should be paying your tax as you go along. Because the truth is, if you earn £100 right now, then a percentage of that technically belongs to the government. So if you earn £100 and you go out and spend £100 like most small fitness businesses do, you're actually stealing from the government. You're stealing money that actually doesn't belong to you. So so it's better if you you think of it as money comes in, you take the tax away from it immediately. So you can't get in the habit of overspending because fit pros that do that, they they spend it as fast as they make it. Again, I've made all these mistakes, that's how I know. And um, what happens then is when it comes to pay out tax at the end of the quarter or end of the year, you you think you've been breaking even or you think you've made a bit of a profit and then you get the tax bill for the last year and you fail to put aside the money for tax. And then actually, once you've paid that off by the skin of your teeth, you realize that the company never actually posted a profit or you could have even gone negative because you didn't allocate for it. So put that money aside right now. If you're unsure what your tax bracket is gonna be, I would just start start with just allocating 15%. Now, I'm not gonna go into all the numbers right now because I haven't got time for that, but just start with 15%, right? And if you wanna go more advanced on this and you wanna get a complete hold on your finances, then reach out to me uh, and we can talk about doing a bit of personal mentoring together where I'll, I'll walk you through it one-on-one. Uh, with my full system. But for now, just allocate 15%. So if a hundred pound comes in, stick every 15, 15 pounds out of a hundred into a, a tax bracket. So if you do online banking, you could make up a sub account and you can put that money in there and not touch it. If you take cash, then you can make an em- you do it in envelopes and have a tax envelope that you put reallocate the money straight away. So now you've got your payroll, you've got your tax expense, And then the rest that you have is your operating expenses or OPEX account, O-P-E-X, operating expenses. This is now all the other costs you have to deliver your service, not including payroll, not including taxes. So this will be like your um, facility rent, your equipment costs, if you pay for water or boxing gloves, uh, you know, electricity bills, all the, the ongoing costs to operate your business. And you want to put those, put that, you know, put that amount and, and track that amount over the last three months again. So you can get an average of what are your average monthly operating costs to run the business. Now, this is just the first step. This is literally tip of the iceberg, right? <laughs> but by no means is this going to sort out all your financial problems. But this is just going to get you started with knowing what to track so you get a bit more clarity and can make better decisions. So if you start with that, um, you know, and the other thing I would do also then is uh, you want to start also allocating, if you can, about 5% of the income that comes in into a profit account or a profit envelope. So you have up to to 15% going aside for taxes and 5% going into profit. That gives you 80% of the remaining income that is then distributed, that is then there to cover your operating costs, your payroll costs, uh, and, and including what you pay yourself. All right. Now, and this is and this is where 
the rubber meets the road for a lot of coaches um, because a lot of coaches are operating on such narrow margins. They have such low profits in the company that even that would be a strain. A lot of coaches think if, if 100 pound comes in, I need to keep 100 pounds to go out back out on bills. And if that's the case, you have a business that is in financial pain. It's screaming for help. So if you can't even do that 20% total reallocation, again, if a hundred pound comes in, you put, you put five pounds into a profit account and you put 15 into a tax account. And if you can't operate and pay all your bills and payroll with the 80 pounds of every hundred that's left, then you have a problem. You have a real cash flow problem. And, and, and again, what we try and do is most fit pros who have this problem, by the way, you won't be alone. Don't beat yourself up. This is totally normal. It's more common than you might imagine. And if you're in this position, what most fit pros will try and do is they try and put their, you know, grind and hustle hard because they try and generate more sales, which makes sense on paper. But the problem is you're just kind of winging it. And what we're trying to do is you're trying to get more sales in because you think if the revenue number goes up to a certain point, there'll eventually be some profit automatically left over after you've paid your bills. But it doesn't actually work that way because the more you raise your um, revenue, generally your costs go up either in terms of advertising costs go up or delivery costs go up or your utility bills go up um, or even your payroll goes up because now you've got to pay people more hours to serve those people and it's not solving the problem. You're just overloading yourself. Think of it like a client who they want to get they want to get more weight. Their, their weight loss isn't going down fast enough. So they what do they what do your clients do? They react and they start lifting weights and pushing themselves more than they should because they just think more must be better. And if a client isn't isn't achieving weight loss, she'll start training six times a week instead of four times a week. And what happens? They overload. They overtrain. They burn out, and they don't get the net result they were aiming for. Sound familiar? We're doing that too. So instead, this way is just far better and more sensible. You put that money aside, 15% to tax, 5% to profit, the two most important bank accounts that you're not, you haven't been filling so far. You've just been hoping, what happens is fit pros are waiting till end of the year and then hoping there's some profit left over and hoping they have money for tax. This way, you're making sure you have some money in profit and some money for tax. Again, 5% and 15 aren't amazing percentages, but this way you should be able to afford to put those aside. And here's the thing, right? If that, if that 80% of the income that's left is not enough to cover your bills, that means your operating expenses and payroll are taking up 80% or more of your income. That, is, that means your costs are grossly too much. You cannot afford to run the business at that level. It means working hard is not the problem. It means you're paying out too much and you can't afford the bills you're paying. The only, only way to get out of this is to go into an expenses deficit. The same thing with calories. You have to go into a caloric deficit. You know this is a trainer. It's exactly the same for your finances. You must create a deficit. It's tough, but you have to do it. It's the only way to move forward. Um, if you, unless you want to burn out to the ground and have nothing to show for it. So start with those percentages, which is just 20%. Because if your business really, and if you tell me 
that you still can't afford to run the business on 80% of the income, then your business probably isn't worth pursuing. And I would probably shut down and go do something else, right? So the truth is most of the pros we speak to could easily chop 10 to 20% off their expenses without negatively impacting their growth or service quality. So so if you're at that level, you should be able to shave off another 10 to 20% of that of that operating expenses. Have a look at subscriptions you're paying for. Have a look at if you're paying your coaches too much and they're not making a return. Have a look if you're paying yourself too much and can you take a payroll cut somewhere? Um, and if you think that you can't afford to take a payroll cut, then have a look at your personal finances. Look at your lifestyle and say, are you actually living a lifestyle you can't afford yet? Because that's the problem for most fit pros. Just because you earn four or five grand a month in total revenue doesn't mean you can live like a baller yet. And you're, gonna, and you're starting to find that out now because running a business that, that works for you costs money. And so it's different to being a solopreneur where you can do all the work and take a big profit margin. If you want people to work for you, you have to get used to taking smaller margins for yourself because you have to pay people and pay systems to get the job done for you. So that's a starting point. Let me know your questions. Let me know how this helps you. And again, if you want personal help on this, me and my team, uh, my accounting team, my operations team, we're happy to help you out with some customized one-to-one mentoring packages where we can help, we can have a look at your situation and we can work out a payment plan for you um, based on your financial situation right now and see if we can help you ease those finances, um, help you recover any debt and get your business profitable and uh, sustainable for the future. Let me know if that's going to help you out or not and share this on, drop me a comment, drop me a review and thanks again for listening guys. Let's get your finances managed and let's start building a real company that is sustainable, profitable and gives you financial certainty.